Hi everyone, you're listening to Live for Experts. My name is Dennis, and in every session, I will be addressing one burning question about life and propose a fresh new perspective to help you find an answer. Research results and evidence might be used to establish an idea. However, I would like to explicitly point out that most of the information shared in the session is a personal opinion and should not be received entirely as the sole source of truth. Only you can decide your own truth. The question I would like to discuss with you today is how to account for everybody in making a decision. Whether it be at work meetings or when you are planning a travel itinerary with friends, Life occasionally presents situations when we need to make decisions. Depending on the circumstances, making decisions can be easy, but it can also be a head-scratcher. Now, even decisions that we need to make for ourselves are already hard enough, ranging from what clothes to wear into deciding whether it's time to have a baby or not. So how about a decision that we need to make as a group? Of course, it is a lot trickier. So for this episode, I would like to try out a new approach. Instead of gathering arguments to come to a conclusion, I will start with the conclusion. So, how to account for everybody in making a decision? You can't. Well, at least not entirely. There will always be aspects and needs that are not met with a certain decision. And the same goes for every other decision. I'd like to think of the process as a process of measuring compromise. How much of the downside that comes with a certain decision that you are willing to compromise? And the group decision-making process is there to find one with the best level of compromise from the group. So yes, even if there is no perfect decision, there are still ways to get the best one. Okay, then what should we do? In order to get the best decision, especially in a group decision-making, then it's best to firstly get familiarized by the group decision-making process. Based on research, most decision-making groups will go through three main stages. Orientation, which is the stage where we define the situation and procedures. Evaluation, which is the stage of discussion of ideas, opinions. And finally, the decision stage. Obviously, the key to winning the result is to win the process. But what's interesting is that winning some certain part of the process might account for a bigger impact than the others. In this case, there is clear evidence for higher value in the initial stage. Groups that devote relatively more time and effort to orientation issues generally produce higher quality solutions and are generally more satisfied with the interactions and end result. So, the first and foremost tip for having a better group decision-making is to invest in the initial or orientation step.
Unfortunately, research has also indicated that most groups seldom discuss orientation issues or strategies. This step is important in setting up the direction of the discussion to reflect the objective that we as a group are trying to achieve. So, to do that, we need to make sure that we define the objective well during this initial step. Spend more time to brainstorm. Not to brainstorm ideas and solutions, but to brainstorm the objective. When the group has a single mutual objective, it will be easier to find a single mutual solution and decision. Second one, work with what is being discussed at the moment. Let's just admit it, before a group discussion, each of us already have our own opinion on what the decision should be, according to our own desire and knowledge, right? Nothing is wrong with that. It is good to have a stance. And of course, it is highly advised for each of us to communicate our opinion during a discussion. But presenting it in a discussion can be counterproductive if the timing isn't right. I have seen on multiple occasions how people argue the current matter in discussion and disproving it with their own preferred solution. Now that is counterproductive. Instead of doing that, try being more beneficial to the discussion by working with the current argument being discussed right now. When you want to present a supportive or unsupportive statement towards the argument, do it based on your analysis and opinion of the current argument, and not your own preferred solution. And then, when the group is finally moving on with the next idea, you can then present yours. These recommendations are even more crucial when you are the one leading the discussion. Like it or not, every group will always have someone as a leader, no matter if they are formally appointed or not. When no one is formally appointed, usually it is the one who initiated the plan or discussion in hand. If you happen to be one, then there will also be the burden of gaining trust from the members. We can't make sure people will get out of the discussion happy if they don't feel valued in the discussion. So for the leaders, it is even more important to have the two above points. Invest more in the orientation phase and work with what is being discussed at the moment. Doing this will let the group know that you value each one of them and what they have to say by providing the time and place to do so. And most importantly, it will show that you are not trying to control the discussion, but rather accommodate the group to find a mutual decision that will make everybody happy. So, do you think you can help the group in making a decision? I would love to hear what you think. Shoot me an email at dannis, D-A-N-N-I-S, at lifeforexperts.com or connect with me through my website in lifeforexperts.com, my Twitter in at lifeforexperts, or my Instagram in at LifeForExpert, without the letter S at the end. Thank you for trusting Life for Experts. 
never stop learning to become an expert in life. I'm Dennis, and I will see you next time. Bye.